Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cuz No No Football. So, guys, we got week one in the books. It was a great week. This was crazy. This was a crazy week. So, um, it was it was a lot that went on, a lot that you expected, a lot that you didn't expect, you know. Um, actually, uh, 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 we got a lot to talk about. So, I got a new guest on today. It's my brother. You know, he's a new guy. You know, he, well, he's new for you. I've known him since I was about 12 years old. Um, it's kind of crazy. So, we're going to see how this goes. But uh, we're going we, this week. We're going to talk about um, week one. Go over the week one games, the, the the games of the week that we picked. We're gonna go over uh, week two picks. We're gonna do some spread picks. It's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So we're just gonna get my man on real quick. Let's see how this can start going. Okay. 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 We got my man on, Nick. Yeah, I hear you. I got you. Nick, what's going on, baby? What's going on, Rick? How you doing, brother? <laughs> Nick, welcome to the show. Welcome to Cuz You Don't Know Football. Sure. Nick, yes, I want to introduce you. I want to introduce you to my audience in a certain way. So let me let me go. Let me, let me rock out real quick. So, first of all, me and Nick, we played football together since we was about like twelve years old. You know, everything. So before that, when I grew up, I grew up in Atlantic City and I played for Pleasantville. So for all the viewers who don't know, those are the black teams. So then uh, my mom, my mother moves to Egg Harbor Township, which I think or I thought was supposed to be, you know, a bunch of white people. I was a little wrong about that. Uh, and then so I'm seeing black people. So I meet guys like Nick right here and I'm talking to Nick and I'm like, Oh no! All the white teams are still gonna try to cheat us because you act you don't act any different than what I'm used to. I'm still playing quarterback like a white quarterback. No, you can say that. I remember. I remember when we was in uh, we was in sixth grade. All the teams thought we were cheating because everybody else was like five six. Like I'm like five. I was five six. He was like six two. Yeah. It's like ain't no six two sixth graders. Yeah, yeah. Had to cut weight too. That was the worst part about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, all right. No, I want to welcome you to the platform, man. I appreciate you sacrificing your time. I know it's late. So, Anything for family, man. So, so we going. So I told him that we're going to catch up on uh, last week's games or the games that we picked. Get these week's games, and we're going to pick these week's games. Get to um, spread picks, but we got a little interlude because this is how you got on the show. We'll get there. We're going to get there. You got here because you said something, and I'm like, "Oh, we gotta talk about this." Okay, we gonna get to it. So, so we're just gonna go back to the last week's games. Let's talk. Let's start with the uh, Browns and the Bengals. So before before that game, what I said was I put pressure on the Browns wide receiver core because, in my opinion, um, in my opinion, the NFC North, I've never seen a division where four teams. I think in retrospect, if any one of those four teams won the division, you would you would say, okay, I'm, that's not the craziest thing I've heard, you know. So I looked at that, but I looked at the Browns' receiver core and said that will be the reason why they don't win this division or they do win the division. So I put pressure on them, and man, they stomped the, the Bengals last week. So tell me what you thought uh, about that game. Actually, 
I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you the stats. So, so last week, <clears throat> I'll tell you the stats real quick. Hold on, I wasn't ready for that. I don't know why I wasn't ready, but I was ready. All right. So first of all, Joe Burrow had <laughs> Joe Burrow was 14 of 31 for 82 yards. That was the worst game Joe Burrow ever had. Um, Joe Mixon had 13 carries, 56 yards, no touchdowns. Jamar Chase had five receptions, 39 yards, no touchdowns. It was pretty bad all around for them. But on the Brown side, you know, Deshaun Watson was 16-29, uh, 154 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. Nick Chubb had 18 carries, 106 yards, and um, and they pretty much spread it out between the wide receiver core. But yeah, tell me what you think, what you thought about the game. Yeah, I think this one just comes down to the Browns' defense and winning the game, coming out early, putting Joe Burrow on his back, uh, you know, taking that offensive line and and really putting them on blast. Like, like that offensive line has – am I breaking up on you? It's like the, your video is slow. The, the audio was perfect, but the video uh, was, like, catching up. Okay, yeah, and just putting that Bengals offensive line on blast like it is in the beginning of every year. So I'm not worried about the Bengals. I'm sure they'll bounce back. They'll get that offensive line together. But that's what it was for the Browns, and that's what it is in week one. The Browns came out came out strong on defense, and Bengals came out flat with that offensive line. But I'm not worried. Joe Burrow will get them together. And T. Higgins with a, with a goose egg, but at least on fantasy purposes. So, you know. They'll be fine moving forward. So my question is, are the Browns that good? Because I know we all know the, the the Bengals aren't that bad. My question is, are the Browns that good? I think their defense is good enough to hold up. We'll see how Deshaun Watson progresses throughout the year. The year, but they always have that strong running game with Nick Chubb, and now they got that rookie Jerome Ford, who will you know be able to give uh, Chubb some breaks in between, and and then we'll see how it goes from there. I see you dropping names. I see. Listen, you 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 searching the insider. I know my football man. I see. I see you came prepared. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. We ain't gonna stay there. Uh, Wait till we get to our conversation. I can't prepare for that one. I don't know why you said that. They're going. They're going to boo you online. (laughs) Um. So the next one we'll go to that we picked from last week was the 49ers and the Steelers. So for me, when I looked at the matchup, I didn't think it was going to be like that. Like that was a difficult game to uh, to pick for me. I didn't think the Steelers would look or the 49ers would look that good. You know, um, I don't know what you thought, but I'm going to just run down those stats. <laughs> so. All right. So on, uh, the 40, on the 49ers side, you still there? I'm here. All right. So on the 49ers side, um, Brock Purdy was 19-29, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries, 152 yards, one pick. Even Brock Purdy had three uh, carries for 20 yards. He's doing a lot right now. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had eight receptions, uh, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. He killed it last week. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was basically that. You know, on the Steelers side, Kenny Pickett um had was 31 to 46, 232, one touchdown, two picks. Najee Harris had six carries, 31 yards, not much there. Allen Robinson, you know, I forgot Allen Robinson was on uh the Steelers. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Me too. 
Um, he had five receptions for 64 yards, and he led that. It really, really, really wasn't much there. Like, I looked at this game and said, the Steelers and um, the 49ers are, like, they're shaped pretty similarly. I thought it would really come down to what quarterback was going to be better. I didn't think that they were, like, it was that much of a gap. And I was clearly wrong about that. But tell me what you think about it. Again, uh, game got out of hand early. You got that Niners defense, strong, possibly the best defense in the league alongside the Cowboys. And uh, Steelers couldn't bounce back from that. They had no answer. Game got out of hand early. Yeah, so once again, I'm going to ask you the same question that I just asked you about the last game. Are the 49ers that good or are the Steelers that bad? The 49ers are that good. I see the 49ers in the – NFC championship for sure. That's a lot. Like I picked, I picked Steelers to be in the playoffs this year. So you're saying against a playoff team, they're 30 to seven better. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that the Steelers are a playoff team just yet. I think they'll go as far as their quarterback will go. Interesting. Yeah. They were hype on them in the beginning of the season, but you know, he hasn't proved it yet to me. So just keep in mind when you when you think about the playoff teams of this year, there's always an average of six, six new teams that did not make the playoffs last year that are going to make it this year. That's on average. Last year was actually seven from the year before. So you know what I mean. Just keep that in mind when you think about it. There's always a team that you're going to be like, oh, I didn't think they will make it, or a team that you looked at and said, oh, they're definitely going to make it, and they don't. Well, let me throw this back at you. You got the Browns and the Steelers. Who do you think – who do you see going to the playoffs, Browns or Steelers? We'll find out this week in that matchup game, first matchup of the year between the two. But who do you like? Well, I mean, they play each other twice. So, you know, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Division games are always tougher. Um, right. I said I thought the Steelers were going to uh, go. I thought that they had the better defense. I think Miles Garrett, of course, is the best player, but I don't think he's – considerably better than T.J. Watt. I think T.J. TJ Watt is definitely like a defensive player of the year candidate. Um, I thought I, when I look at the Steelers defense, I like, okay, they have better defense. Um, I, once again, I think Nick Chubb is better than Najee Harris, but I don't think that's a crazy amount. But when I look at the Steelers wide receiver core, Steelers are always a team that the wide receiver core, like it's not like these big names, but – they always have a, a very good wide receiver core. You know, they plug and play guys like crazy. So I looked at their team and said they have a better overall team. So yeah, that's why I went with the Steelers. I, I mean, in that division, I could be wrong. So for the sake of our conversation, I'm going to go – we're going to talk about the Jets and the Bills first. So talk about the shakeup of the week. Talk about the shakeup of the week, first of all. First of all. With five, with five minutes left in that game, I was like, okay, Buffalo got this in hand. With five minutes left in the game, Aaron Rodgers plays four four plays all year. How do you, like, oh, my God. Like, his highlight of the game was coming out. His highlight of the game was coming out with that American flag. Yes, yes, indeed. And his dap up with Sauce Gardner. Listen. You know now, like, they, they did a stat now. Josh Allen has thrown more receptions to Jets players than Aaron Rodgers did in the whole 2023 season. 
That's a good stat. That's crazy. So the Jets win a crazy comeback in overtime, 22 to 16. Um, yeah, once again, Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles in the first drive, you know. Um, but actually, Zach Wilson didn't have a terrible game. It looked like a Zach Wilson game. He was 14 and 21, 140 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, Brees Hall had a great game, 10 carries, 127 yards. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, 13 carries, 33 yards. Nothing crazy. Uh, they spread the ball around, but Garrett Wilson had that one catch. That might be the catch of the year already. Um, and the end zone to tie it up. And um, on the Buffalo side, Josh Allen had uh, 29. He was 29 is 41 for 236 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Um, his his little brother, <laughs> I can't think of his first name, Cook, but it is Cook. James, uh, James Cook, thank you. James Cook, 12 carries, 46 yards. None of them had any touchdowns. Uh, Stephon Diggs had uh, 10 uh, receptions for 102 yards and a touchdown. Um, I have so much to say about this game, and I'm trying to not to talk about everything about this game. Um, but yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me what you felt like. So when it was five minutes left, Aaron Rodgers ain't been there. They there. Tell me what you thought, and then what happened when when the guy was returning the kick? Talk. To all right, well, let's let's start here. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers, right? He he comes out and he's he's down within three, four plays to start the game. They say it's an ankle injury. You see the replay, you see his his no ankle. You at first you're thinking maybe an ankle sprain because they're reporting ankle. You see no ankle twist. He goes down, and with the camera angle they show, it's clearly his Achilles. They say when you pop your Achilles. It hurts, then you're able to kind of get up, and he gets up. But when without the Achilles, he's, a, he's unable to walk, so he sits back down. It, it shows that it's the Achilles. But as, as far as the game goes, again, we're talking about week one. These offenses haven't come together. Jets defense, compared to the 85 Bears, um, and, uh, as the what's, – what's the linebacker's name? Mobley or Mosley? I don't think it's Mosley, but maybe that's not <laughs> Mosley, whatever. No, who did the 85 Bears have? They had, Mike, they had Mike Singletary? Who did they do? They, yeah, the 85 they Bears had, did, yes. Yeah, Mike Singletary. And Mike Singletary, yes. But a good defense, I don't think they're there, just there yet with the 85 Bears, but I mean, they showed up. I mean, 85 Bears conversation. They, <laughs> no, you ain't got to go there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I appreciate I appreciate what you did there, but yeah, yeah, it's a lot for me to handle, you know? <laughs> yeah, so good win for the Jets. You know, the, the, after that fourth play, and Aaron Rodgers goes down. That it, it was for your fans that don't know. I'm a Dolphins fan, so it was beautiful to see the Jets fans' faces and and see their hopes and dreams fall to the dirt. But uh, you know, you don't you don't, you never like to see that happen to a good player such as Aaron Rodgers. We all want to see him get started. We want to see what he could do with the Jets. Um, Brees Hall, just an absolute monster. Uh, I think he was like two carries for 108 yards to start uh, on two big runs. The guy's amazing once he's back to full health and a full workload. Uh, that running game is going to be unstoppable. But again, that offensive line couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers and um, they struggled to protect Zach Wilson. So that's going to be a concern for them moving along. So when it came to the Bills, I did pick them to um, 
win the division. But honestly, even when I've made that pick, I said, I don't know if that's just a safe pick or I, or if I really believe that they're going to win the division. And I looked at the Dolphins, your Dolphins, and I said, I can kind of see where this can, you know, go wrong for them, you know? Do you think this is more of an indication that Buffalo's best days are something that was more behind them? Or do you just feel like this is a week one, hey, they messed up, you know, they got, they'll figure it out week two? That's tough to say. You know, you see Josh Allen throwing them picks, not being safe with the ball. Um, again, Jets defense really good, but uh, I'm picking Miami to win the division this year. Of course you are. I wouldn't expect anything less from you. <laughs> but even so, like, even one of the things that I'm looking at, I want to see how, like, I even think Saul, uh, Sauce Gardner had a bad game because Stephon Diggs, he had a great game. And I, I look at him as, like, the premier corner in the NFL, even in his second year, you know. So I want to see how he bounces back. I want to see how Buffalo bounces back. I want to know if this how much this hurts them because – you got to take this game. They lost their season, you know, in the first drive, and they come back and they beat you. And I don't know if that how embarrassing that is. Let me challenge you on Sauce real quick. Okay. Do you think Sauce had a bad game, or do you believe that because they weren't throwing his way, forced Josh Allen into throwing some of the picks that he did? No. Um, Stephon Dix was, was over there with him. They, they saw each other a lot. So 10 receptions for 102 yards is – I would say that's a, that's a bad game. Now, Josh Allen – one thing about Josh Allen, so when he had Brian Dayball, that was the time when he was the most efficient. You know, that's when he was like – we was like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, that's when he was the most efficient. But after he – before and after Brian Dayball, he's always kind of been a quarterback that's been up and down, up and down, up and down. And he's – and if we're going to have a conversation about consistency – He's not been the most consistent quarterback. And he was able to do that for about like a two-year stretch. So we just know he's great and he's big and he's physical and he's fast and he's got a rocket for arm, you know. That's what it is. Agreed. So we'll see. But no, you could be right about your um, your Dolphins uh, winning that division. Because I definitely was like, I don't know about that. So you're changing your pick. I'm not – I'm first of all – so – in the middle of the season. So, first of all, I'm glad you said that. So, we have a series of way too early uh, predictions. I did it in in July. I did it right before the season. I'll do it in the middle of the season. And that's, that'll be the last time that I make a change on what I think is going to happen come playoff time. Fair enough. Yeah. But I'm glad you talked about your Dolphins. You're over there wearing oh. Dolphins green. We're going to a nice little segue into the Miami Dolphins. Week one winners against the San Diego Chargers. Not San Diego. Right. The L.A. Chargers. <laughs> so, listen, that was, a, that was a great game. though. That was a crazy game. I know you was on the edge of your couch. Like, oh, my God, I don't know how this is going to go. But let's look, at, let's look at some stats. Tua. Two that was 28 of 45, 466 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Mozart, 10 carries, 37 yards. And we're going to get into the rushing uh, part of this as well. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had 11 receptions for 215 yards. Either. 
I mean, Jay, uh, Waddle even had four receptions for 78 yards. That's a great game. That's a good game. That's Limited solid. snaps. Abdominal issue. That's a solid game. And it's like, that that was crazy. So, uh, Herbert on the, uh, on the Chargers, he, had, he was uh, 23 or 33, 229 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Austin Eckler had 16 carries, 117 yards in a pick. And um, Joshua Kelly had 16 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. And Herbert also had a rushing touchdown. And Keelan Nyland led them, led the way with six receptions for 76 yards. So to talk to me about your Miami Dolphins, because I know you was waiting for this. Yes, I was. They outgunned the Chargers. All right. <laughs> Let's just say this Tua to this Tua comparison to um my man with the Chargers. It's late. The quarterback, give me his name. The Chargers right now? Yes. Oh, you talk about Justin Herbert. Herbert, thank you. Yes, the two and Herbert comparison. I'm putting two ahead. Oh, the draft. I didn't even think about that. Yes, yes. So two is ahead at the moment. I, I think he stays there. Um, as long as he stays healthy, uh, the Dolphins are are in for the win of the division. We're strong. It was a great back and forth game. Got stopped that run. But other than that, you know, high hopes for the season. Cheetah is unstoppable through the middle, over the top. We get the running game. If that can open up a little bit more, we're unstoppable. So as long as that defense comes together a little bit to stop the run, I think we're going to be all right. We got um, Xavier Howard back there on corner. And we'll have another corner coming back soon with Jalen Ramsey. The end of November, early December, and um, we're going to be a team to be reckoned with. Absolutely. So the Chargers were a team that they were one of those teams that I took out of the playoffs from that were in the playoffs last year. So I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they have a Super Bowl roster. They just have a culture that I don't think they get credit for. Like the Chargers play down when mm. you need them, when you when you think that they're good. So that's one point. But the other point is, and we were talking a little bit about this uh, off off camera. Um, the one thing that scares me about the Dolphins is you don't have a running game. And everything is downfield. You know, um, it always looks good. It's going to look great all year. I just want to see how you guys can uh, flip a switch and be able to run the ball or basically keep the defense out of knowing to be in a cover two shell the whole game, you know, and say, beat us that way. You know what I mean? So I want to see how you guys develop that. But I knew coming into the season, they go down the field, they play defense, and we'll see what happens. But, I mean, if one thing that we've seen, we even saw the New England Patriots go 16-0, and and then when it came to that Super Bowl, a team looked at that and said, oh, okay, ignore the run. You know, even though they got this defense, just go get go get the quarterback. You know what I mean? So I want to see where you guys go from that. Well, I'll just say thank you for comparing us to a 16-0 and team. You know, I could see us getting there. <laughs> Raheem Mostert's going to do his job. I'm not too worried about that. We got a nice that rookie. That wasn't why I said that. I want you we to got a, We got a nice rookie running back on his way. He was injured. Um, he'll be back soon. And uh, – the deep, the deep ball is not a problem for me because, as you know, Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. And that goes right into what we talked about. What are you talking about, man? Like, this is – all right. 
All right, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and tell the audience why you think Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Like, why, right, why everybody is second? All right, well let's. Well, all right, let's get into. Not because you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins, what you about to say? Go ahead. Let's get into talking about accuracy. All right, we'll start there. There's no real stat for accuracy. Now, there's there's you could take other stats such as completion percentage, but then you could look at Chad Pennington and all his dump outs, dump offs, and mm-hmm. he could be the most accurate quarterback. So I'm not going with that stat, right? So I'm looking into two different things. I looked it up a little bit earlier. I did some research, right? If if I'm a quarterback, let me ask you this, right? If we're quarterbacks, to you, what makes an accurate a ball? Is it the dump-off pass or is it the deep ball? What is a more accurate pass to you? Over the middle, dump-off, or deep ball? Are you, are you asking me what's the easier pass or what takes the – what do you have well, to be better at to throw that pass? What takes the most accuracy to throw that ball? Okay. What what route? What route? What what were options? Yeah. No, what were the options? The dump off, across the middle, or the deep route? Uh, I would probably venture to say the deep route. Okay. Okay, let's talk the deep route then. All right? Here we go. I'm going to persuade you by the end of this. (laughs) Quarterbacks in camp, they play the trash can game, right? Take the trash can, they put it about 40, 50 yards downfield, see who can hit the trash can, see who can make the throw into the trash can. Best subjective way to find out who has the best accuracy as a quarterback, right? You still with me? Still, all right. I'm here with you. Keep all right. Your quarterback talk. We know what you did. All right. We okay. know what you did. Yeah, I'm, setting, I'm setting it up. I'm setting it up. All right. Here you go. <laughs> Expected completion percentage plus completion percentage above expectation with a passing score are the metrics, all right? I don't have time to go into all that. Okay. Two, who's better? Deep ball proficiency, two th- NFL 2022 we're looking at. Right now, we already know for 2023 is the top-of-the-line quarterback. 2022, who's better? I'll give you a hint. There, there is one player. There was one player. I'm, I'm going to guess that the answer to that question is to a tag with Bravo. No, he's not. He's not. All right. Even though my subjective opinion is to is the most accurate quarterback in the league, and I still do believe that, there was one quarterback better. Who was that? Yes. Patrick Mahomes. No, not Patrick. Patrick was six. Uh, give me two more. Josh Allen. Josh Allen was number 10. Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was number nine. Geno Smith. Geno Smith, number Gino. one with those metrics. Most Shout accurate. Geno, boy. <laughs> the deep ball, yeah. Okay. So I'll give that to Geno, but I still believe that to his most accurate quarterback inside the pocket when the completion is most expected. Okay. So, all right, so I thought of four quarterbacks, actually. So I do think Tua is top five in exactly what you said. So I did a little research, too. So I came up with four quarterbacks that were, that I'm saying have better accuracy than Tua. And by accuracy, so I do think, I think once you, we have to keep in mind that you have to have command of the offense to before that because you have to know where everybody has to be so commander offense has 
something to do with it. But of course, we're talking about after it's out of your hand, can you put it in a certain spot? Right. And we're not talking a beautiful ball, right? We're talking accuracy, putting it we're right saying, in between the numbers. So the best accuracy is hitting a wide receiver so that he can still get up the field. That, yes. is, the, that is the epitome of accuracy and how well can you do that? Okay. So not the strongest arm. Yes, I am saying no, strongest arm is not it. Actually, strongest arm is probably the most overrated stat. Now, it comes into play when it's cold and it's windy, of course. Like, right. I'm a Colts fan. Of course, I can tell you games where Peyton Manning's arm strength was kicking our ass. And I'm like, I, if he had more arm strength, we actually would have, we'd be doing a little better. You Two know? games against New England, so, for um, sure. So, yeah, but I'm saying Patrick Mahomes is a better, is a more accurate quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. I'm saying Joe Burrow is a more accurate throw of the football than Tua Tagovailoa. I'm saying Justin Herbert is a more accurate thrower of the football. And I know this was going to be unfair because he only played four games, four uh, plays this year, but Aaron Rodgers is a better, uh, is a more accurate thrower of the football than to attack by lower. Aaron Rodgers probably, he might actually be number one all time in that conversation. So that's why I'm saying that. Him um, or Drew Brees. Him or Drew Brees would probably, or Dan Marino. Dan Marino is definitely uh, in that conversation as well. Um, but yes, so when you when two when we talk about Tua and his accuracy um, and what it is, you have to keep in mind. So before Tyreek Hill got there, and when Jalen Waddle was a rookie. Was two uh one on the top? We we, we having were we even having oh, a conversation? About oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. Were, were, were we having a, a conversation about Tua being an like an elite quarterback or an accurate quarterback or anything like that? And I'm not saying that they made him. What I am saying is when you have weapons who can get open, we would. This is another thing we talked about off camera. When you have a guy that can get open, even if you throw, if, if even if you throw it behind him. As long as you can get it here, he still is more open than than on average. It's an easier it's an easier pass to make. Good point. Good point. So, right. so Joe Burrow would be the guy with the next best wide receiver core. However, his offensive line is by far the worst of any of these quarterbacks that we're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. so for me, honestly, and you a quarterback, and you can say this. Tell me if I'm lying. Would you rather have the best two wide receivers in the NFL and a shitty O-line or one of the best O-lines in the NFL and wide receivers that are just average? Well, I know the best O-line. Okay. So, for me, that's kind of a wash for Joe Burrow because he won a playoff game and he broke a record for the most sacks given to him. The record was eight. He got sacked nine times in the playoff game and won. Okay, so he doesn't have time for these wide receivers to do these amazing things. He has to already know they are going to be there, hit them one stride, and do that faster than everyone else. Patrick Mahomes last year won the Super Bowl with, in my opinion, the worst wide receiver core ever to win the Super Bowl. Okay? So, and um, and in terms of uh, Justin Herbert, everybody is, once again, the Chargers, like, Everybody's either getting hurt 
or was it isn't as good as you think? Like Keenan Allen, his best days were done before just Herbert got there. He's still good, but he's not what we what Keenan Allen's name says that he is. You know? And once again, and I said Aaron Rodgers is probably the most accurate of all of them in terms of what we're talking about, like period. So Okay. Let me rebuttal this, okay? I'll so start. Has, I'm saying Tua has the best weapons that are the fastest, that's the easiest to get open, a good enough offensive line, and he's and he can just throw it. He can just chuck it. And I'm saying he's I'm saying he's top five. Right. He's the, but no, I would not take him over the, the other four. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Here we go. Justin Herbert. Take, take five minutes. Take five minutes, and then and then and then we're gonna uh, run it back. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Here we go. Justin Herbert. I'm not even gonna entertain that one. He's by far more accurate than him. All right. I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we already had number two. Yeah, we already had number, number two. two. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up the receiver core because Joe Burrow. Behind Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle has the second best receiving core, which he came in. Now, I wouldn't call a Dolphins a, a top offensive line the first years Tua was playing, okay? He had to build into that. Uh, they built the line over the last couple of years. He still can't get arm, um, Armstead, uh, arms, yeah, whatever. The left tackles, he still can't get him on the field because he's constantly oh, injured. Armstead? Yes, Armstead. Thank you. Jerron Armstead. Still can't get him on the field because he's constantly injured. All right. So he'd only have his blind side tackle. Well, that that would be his left side. He's left-handed. Either way. Moving on. Patrick Mahomes. Could go with you there. Accurate quarterback. He's able line doesn't matter so much. He's able to move. Same with Aaron Rodgers in the early days. Aaron Rodgers has a great uh, Dev Devontae Adams, probably one of the best wide receivers to play the game. But let me say this, all right? Who had the most accurate, accurate ball of the weekend in week one? To a tongue of violet level. The game-winner catch. You just say the game into the bread bag. Oh, my goodness. Game-winning accuracy is the most. Game-winning throw, pressure on the line, puts it right in the numbers, right over the defender's arms, wins the game. They trailed the whole game that game. He still came to play. He made it happen. 466 yards, I believe you said. Yeah. But Most accurate quarterback so, in the NFL. So, so, but, like, when I looked at the numbers, it wasn't like it was an efficient game. So, once again, he was 28 or 45. It's not like it was efficient. So when you talk about he's just accurate, what 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 moved his completion percentage from where it should be around like 65, 70% down to 50%? Why did that happen? Because he's going deep. He's going deep. He can't connect on all deep throws. But the so, ones he did were in the so, arms. So the most so the most accurate quarterback is gonna throw for fifty percent. Is what, you, is what you're telling me. The, you being a quarterback, you're telling me that – take names out of it. The most accurate quarterback in the NFL is going to throw for 50% completion percentage. That's what you're going to tell me. Well, let's say this too. Jalen Waddle was on limited snaps on an abdominal issue, right? I asked you a question. Sorry. That's 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 the guy like That's the guy coming over the middle. That's his, that's his target. That's his go-to guy when he needs a first down, Jalen Waddle, okay? 
that could be why his percentage is down for week one. Jalen Waddle had four receptions for 78 yards. He almost yeah. had two yards of reception. Limited his stats. Five targets. He still had a, a very He did game. have a great, a great game. game. Yeah. Four like, for five, right? You just said four for five. Five yeah, targets. He caught four. So what's I mean, that say? I'm what's saying, that say about Tua's accuracy? I'm saying if, if if I'm hitting you in the head for 20 yards of reception, am I hindered or hampered? Repeat. So if I'm that. hitting you every time I catch the ball, I'm receiver, every time I catch the ball, it's 20, it's a 20 yard game. Yes. Am I hampered or like hindered or am I not able to do what it is that I came here to do? No, but we're talking about completion percentage, right? So it should be the amount of completions versus targets. If he had five targets and caught four balls, yes. he's putting so the ball I'm, in. So what I'm saying is on average, so if he, if he would have caught the ball 11 times, he his numbers would have looked like Tyreek Hills. So I'm saying on pace. I'm not talking about in terms of actual pace. He was shitting on them. If he wasn't, he, they weren't stopping him. It's Who, just, Tyreek? No, I'm talking about Jalen Waddle. Oh, right. So, so what I'm saying is, what well, the point I'm making is, two of his weapons are there. They're fine. He has his weapons. His completion percentage was still 50%, around 50%. And my question to you, which you have not answered yet, take names out of it. Mr. Quarterback is, is the is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, throwing for around fifty percent completion percentage. Yes, that was the most biased answer you ever gave me in your whole <laughs> life, <laughs> and you know it. That was the most biased. Let's go. Let's go back to what you're talking. Let's your go life. back to what you're saying. You're I saying can't believe you're you. saying his targets are there. Joe Burrow's targets were there. Joe Burrow's targets were there all week. What was his per- percentage? What was his completion percentage in week one? You want to compare the Browns defense to the Chargers defense? Yeah, maybe. This is, Come on. This is Come on. <laughs> Joey Bosa is just as good as Miles Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa ain't been the same like the last four years. This is not – you know, see, this is what I'm saying. Khalil Mack's on the team, too. You're telling me Khalil Mack is, is – is, Hey. Still the same guys getting six sacks a game. Let's, That's who he is. Hey, accuracy is an eye test, and it's very subjective, right? Best ball of the weekend came from Tua. I'm no, riding it. Subjective. No, it's not. It subjective. is subjective. You can't go completely by percent uh, completion percentage because, as I said earlier, no. Chad Pennington had a great uh, completion percentage because he jumped, he dumped the ball off all game long. He did not. No, no, don't do that to Chad Pennington. Don't do that to Chad Pennington. Uh, I'm, I'm this. Chad Pennington, Chad Pennington, Kurt Warner, Chad Pennington, those were antici- uh, anticipation throwers, which means before the wide receiver even broke out, they had already thrown the ball. Don't do that to Chad Pennington. Listen, Chad Pennington played for the Dolphins, and he won them a division when Brady got hurt. So I'll give it to him. The one year Brady got hurt, Pennington won the division. But he was a dump-off quarterback. He never threw further than 10 yards of play. Tua is throwing deep. He's he's throwing more than 20 yards to Waddle, to Tyreek Hill. That's going to bring your completion percentage down. We have less than one minute. I understand what you're saying. All right, let's, let's – we'll take a little – a little uh, Best ball of the weekend, Tua. We can we'll revisit it later in the year if you'd like. We'll be right back. <laughs> We'll be right back.
All right, y'all. Welcome back. I just want y'all to know, don't worry, I've been cussing at him the whole time. Just me and him about what he said. Y'all don't have to, don't come for him. This is my man's. So y'all can't say what I can say to him. This is my man's. But I had to cuss at his ass too. Completion percentage is not an accurate. That was the most bad for accuracy. So can I say this is the most now? You can dump the you can dump the ball off all you want. Be a hundred percent accurate for completion percentage. I know for a fact you don't believe that the top thrower it's, of football it's subjective. Is the most it's accurate subjective. one is fifty percent. I know for a fact you don't believe that. The best the best indicator is the deep ball. More, I guess that's a topic we'll have to revisit another day. Yes. So, now we're going to move on to the second segment of the show, the uh, week two games to watch. So, I don't want to say the first one first, because I think that's the best game, but let's just go with uh, Vikings against the Eagles. What you think about that game? What you think is going to happen? How's this going to wrap up? I think the Vikings go old too, and I think the Eagles get back to uh, that high-powered offense this Thursday. I do. I think the Eagles take this win without a problem. Yeah, I still, I still remember last year when um, it was the only time in uh, Justin Jefferson's career he got, uh, he got strapped up, and it was by Darius Slayton. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen like that, but I do think the Eagles took their heart. You know, as much as they want to act like they wanted to see the Eagles again and everything, I don't think they wanted to. And, yeah, I, I tend to agree. The Vikings, also another team that I'm taking out of the playoffs that was in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you 100% there. And it's finally, it's finally nice to finally agree on something. But uh, the Eagles, for sure have taken the Vikings' heart. I mean, the whole city of Philadelphia took the Vikings' heart of Minnesota back when they played in the playoffs, too. I think uh, Minnesota fans are still pretty salty about that playoff win or playoff loss for them, but the Eagles win. So, yeah, I think the Eagles have have their number. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. All right. We got – we got Ravens, uh, Ravens versus uh, Bengals. Talk to yeah. Bengals get back. Bengals get back to a high-powered offense against uh, the Ravens. I see this one going over. I don't know what the over/under is, but I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I do think the Bengals back bounce back from last week, and uh, hopefully Lamar Jackson, all the hype that came into the season with him, he starts throwing some touchdown passes. I think they're going to lean on him more this game now that J.K. Dobbins is out. Uh, I, I know there's been some some talking about Melvin Gordon coming back from the practice squad. We'll see if that happens. Um, but I don't think Justice Hill or Gus Edwards are going to get it done. I just don't. I think uh, – I think they're going to have to lean on Lamar Jackson if they want to win this game. Yeah, so the only reason I'm going to agree is because it's in Cincinnati. But my feeling of this game, honestly, I have more of a feeling that the Bengals are about to go over too. But I think at home, 
being embarrassed. When you get embarrassed, you know, you bounce back and you say, okay, in a big way. So I tend to agree. Oh, but yeah, I'm not I, I'm not picking a winner in this one. I, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game, like I said. I, I think it's going to hit the over or whatever the over is, but I no, don't, I don't no, have I'm a winner picking, for this one. I'm, I'm picking the Bengals on this one. I'm picking the Bengals on this one. Fair I just think, I just think when you get you get embarrassed if you are who you like if you if you talk that shit right if you talk that shit you get embarrassed you're like oh no I can't we're not going through this like you know like I have to show whoever else is next you know and at home yeah that's where I'm going I like it um all right now I want to go Browns Steelers now I do think this is an interesting game. Because I don't know, just like we were saying, are the are the Browns that good and are the Steelers that bad? And I kind of, I think this is a, a very interesting time for both of these teams to play each other. Browns versus Steelers. I do think it's an interesting time for them to play each other. Um, again, the Steelers got to bounce back from that, you know, terrible start versus the Niners that kind of sped out of control. The Browns showed up and whooped up on the Bengals. So, divisional game, we're going to learn a lot about these teams in week two. Yeah, I'm um, I'm riding with the Steelers on this one. I think at home, same answer. You got embarrassed. I think they're a playoff team. I think that if they go 0-2, I don't think that – I think that could kill their momentum. They're not a team that's been in the playoffs repeatedly. So, I think they need some momentum. Um there. I just don't think 0-2 is that. Coming back home, got embarrassed last week. I don't think the Browns are that good. Not 24-3 beating the Bengals, but I don't. So I think they come back to earth. Um, I think the the Steelers play a lot better, and I don't and I think um this is more of an indication game of what I what I feel like these or where these two teams are. I would agree. And I would I would also add to that that Mike Tomlin is a good coach, and he's gonna he's gonna get in their ass this week. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so next we're gonna talk about Seahawks, and we're gonna go Lions. My NFC Championship pick, Detroit Lions, and I'm not crazy about it. That's bold, baby, and I'm not crazy about it. Seahawks versus Lions. All right. Uh, we'll revisit this game later. Uh, are the Lions the truth? I guess we're going to find out this week. I, I don't think that that win against the Chiefs, that wasn't convincing enough for me. Uh, I think the Chiefs lost that one. I'm just saying. Uh, Seahawks, I think, you know, Geno Smith can get it together. Like I said, in my metrics that I explained earlier, he was number one. He's got good enough weapons. Tyler Lockett wasn't really utilized last game. I think they can put it together. And they, they say this defense is um, this defense is better than what it showed in week one. So I, I think they're another team that responds to that loss and, and makes this an interesting one. See, I do think the, the Lions take this by three, though. Okay. See, for me, when I look at that game, I think they did what they had to do. So, yes, the Chiefs did have 
Travis Kelsey out, and they also had Chris Jones out. That is a fact. But they threw they, – they basically said, okay, this is your weakness. You're going to beat me with your weakness now. And they couldn't do it. See, that's a game that the Detroit Lions in the past usually lose anyway. You know, I think, like I said, Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't make sense. Like if you if we break down the analytics of it, so last year, last year, Patrick Mahomes, I don't even I don't know if anybody really wants to admit it. Patrick Mahomes had the best season for a quarterback of all time. That was the best season of all time. And I can tell you why. One, once again, that wide receiver core is t- terrible. Also, even how much money that he got made, um, before we even get to the money, this that was a, that was supposed to be a rebuild. That year was supposed to be like, all right, they broke it down. They won the Super Bowl. All right, we got to break. I mean, now we got to uh, build for the next uh, five years. And they won the Super Bowl. But did you know that, so before last year, Tom Brady – made the most amount of money and won a Super Bowl, and he made 13% of his team's cap. That means it was Tom Brady, who up to this point is the greatest quarterback of all time. Not necessarily, I don't know if we would say best. Best and greatest is a little different conversation, but the greatest quarterback of all time. And then everybody else had made 12% or less when they won the Super Bowl. Every quarterback, all those quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes won, made 16% of his team's cap. So that's never happened. So there's a lot of metrics that say that's not supposed to happen. So Patrick Mahomes is good enough to take something, a trash wide receiver core and injuries and still say we're going to get this. I mean, we're going to be in this game and potentially win. So for me, the Detroit Lions did what they had to do. And I think this is going to be a statement game for the Detroit Lions to basically say we're going to handle business as it comes in. And that's what I really feel about this game. And it's in Detroit. It's in Detroit. So I think that they're going to come in and they're going to show you um, we can bounce back even from even playing like the Super Bowl champion. We beat them. We come home from a team that was in the playoffs last year and we'll still do it. And the Seahawks, they lost to the Rams last week. I know they're a divisional uh, opponent, but you're supposed to handle business. And they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree with you on this one as well. I, I think you make a lot of great points. Um, you failed to mention that Patrick Mahomes also played on a bum leg, and you he know, had injured. Sprain. And he had a high um, ankle sprain. Yes, and I don't know that I completely agree with the the, the terrible wide receiver, well, the, the wide receiving core. You, you still got to remember Travis Kelsey's on the field, and that's his main target. And look what happened when he didn't have him week one of this season. Right. So if with down. Travis Kelsey, That's I think that the team was in that game. But with that, like it exposes the wide receiver core. So Agreed. if he's not there, it exposes your weakness. You know, Fair so enough. you're supposed to take advantage of that. Fair enough. That's Agreed. No, I agree with you. I agree, brother. So it don't sound like it, Josh. <laughs> Make it more convincing. I just like to push your button. <laughs> Make it more convincing. So, um, so for me, the game of the week this week, um, and I wasn't sure. Actually, I did not check the injury report. Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are coming back. Travis Kelsey, I didn't check it either. All right. Well, while we talk, we'll do that. But Him- Chiefs versus Jags. 
Um, last year in the playoffs, the, uh, they uh, they played each other. Chiefs came off of that comeback against the Chargers the week before. Um, and it looked like it was supposed to be a, I mean, interest game, an interesting game. For a minute it was. The Chiefs pulled it out. They looked at it as this is the experienced team versus the new upstart team. Well, now this is the, this is the rematch of that, and Jags got a little bit more um, – uh, play together. So, what do you think about this one? And I'm gonna look up the injury report while you're talking. Ah, uh, Chiefs first Jags. Let's go into it. Um, the Chiefs. I think. I think, like you said, I, I I think of the Chiefs as that New England Patriots team where they're not gonna lose back to back weeks. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be able to put it together. And even as good as the Jags looked last week, and the addition of Calvin Ridley, I, I think the Chiefs take this one as well. Okay. So, so Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones did in fact practice this week. They had limited practice, but they uh but they did practice this week. So I think he'll be back. He was he was a game time decision in week one. So right. I think we'll be back for week two. Yeah. So if you practice, I mean you're playing. You're more. You're better than doubtful. I mean, you're something they're going to say questionable, but yeah. So, yeah. yes. So with that said, I do think. So so my Colts played uh, Jacksonville last week, and I'm uh, surprised your Colts aren't on this week two games to watch list, man. I, so and I think you're throwing. I think you're throwing some shade at a couple of teams here. And no, I need to know why, that. because there's two one and oh teams that are facing off this week. Some really good teams. I'm, I don't care I'm excited. That you to know. I don't care that you're one and oh. I care that you're okay. Good. Now I okay. said I said before the season started, or right when the season was starting, I said, yo, if your team's not good, you, you probably won't hear much about them going forward. Okay. We can't cover every team. We don't have the time to Fair cover. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I, so so unlike you. I'm not. I'm not going to say some biased nonsense just to fit my favorite team. I, I'm not even talking about my team. I'm I talking. So I'm saying I don't think we're a good football team right now. So okay. I'll, I'll give you a quick answer. I don't think we're a good football team right now. Um, I think our defense is good. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is even going to be there. Um, I think our wide receiver core is okay. To, I don't. I still have to see about them. I think Anthony Richardson was more of a project, and I and honestly, I thought that he might need to sit. But with a decent enough offensive line, and I don't think that we're going anywhere. Go ahead, get your reps. You know. What can I talk about? What I'm most interested in this game is. You're looking at C.J. Stroud versus Anthony Richardson, right? We got two top five quarterback, two top five quarterbacks picked in last year's draft. Facing off. The last time that happened, you were looking at Deshaun Watson and who went, Marcus Mariota. Texans versus terrible list. <laughs> yeah, but that's the last that's what I'm saying. It's the last time that two top five quarterbacks were facing off at each other. It may this game may be terrible too, but that's to me that's important. I like to so see can I take can I, I like take to see quarterbacks said? going at each other. Can I, can I tell you something I already said? Well, the, the Colts are terrible. So yeah, go ahead. First of all, don't 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 call my Colts terrible. I didn't say we was terrible. Okay, I don't do that to me. <laughs> now uh -huh. I'm gonna tell you just like this. I already said it. C.J. Stroud is gonna be a bust. 
It's it's a good it's a good uh, possibility. And you and like you're gonna agree with it, yo. When he was at Ohio State, there's a chance he threw to four Hall of Famers while at Ohio State. Yeah. And also, his offensive line, nine times out of ten, was better than the defensive line they were going against. And his defensive line, nine times out of ten, was more dominant than the offensive line they were going against. And his cornerbacks, nine times out of ten, were better than the wide receivers they were stopping. That's never going to happen in the NFL. And I and 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 so when we were growing up, when we were growing up, the top quarterbacks usually never went to the big schools. My theory was, while like for instance, these, these quarterbacks that went to USC and Ohio State and the U, you know, and, and places like that in Alabama, they went to these schools and they didn't have to figure out how to grind out a win. They never were put in a situation where all right, all these uh everybody is better than my teammates. How do I make this work? Where like Eli Manning went to Ole Miss. He was in the SEC, but he was by far had the worst, you know what I mean, roster in there. You know, Drew Brees went to Purdue. Uh, uh, and Roethlisberger, Miami. Miami, Ohio. Not the U, Ohio, yes. Yeah, yeah. Miami, Ohio. Uh, yeah. Uh, Earl Rogers went to Cal. And a chance where they can throw the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. so a lot of them. So when you look at these quarterbacks who just had everything, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're about to – this is like you're not prepared to have everybody being better than you because you're so much better – you're so much – so you're used to being better than everybody that you're facing. So, yeah, absolutely. I think this is – I mean, he threw to Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Marvin Harrison Jr. who's going to be a top two pick next year. That might be four Hall of Famers. I don't I, – you're not having that again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Not with Nico Collins. Yeah. So, for me, C.J. Stroud is not really interesting. But Anthony Richardson, I thought he was a – I think he's a project. And I think he's a project in – my only issue with him is that honestly, guys like well, not guys, Patrick Mahomes worked because he was also a project and a guy who went to a spread offense and put up a five thousand yards. And there's been a lot of quarterbacks that did that and they couldn't do shit in the NFL. Yeah, well, he has to learn how to protect himself too after the watching that, the, the, fact that, the fact that um that Patrick Mahomes worked it made you forget that like Jamarcus Russell got drafted, you know, number two overall. You know, <laughs> it made you forget that those kind of projects made you forget Ryan Mallett, you know what I mean, was 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 a was a first round pick. It made you forget, you know what I mean, stuff like that. So I just gotta see, but I'm so that's why I'm not talking about the post. Because I'm not I'm not there with them yet. They still my boys. Okay. Fair They're enough. Fair enough. Boys. Fair enough. Just, we just gotta see what happens. Okay. Um, but in terms of the um, going back to the uh, to the Chiefs, yeah, I absolutely think they're going to uh, win this game. I don't think that um, I think that the Jaguars are good. I just think they're bad at certain places, and I think they're overrated at certain places. But I think their wide receiver core is great. Like Calvin Ridley, I think changed the game for them. I think their quarterback is great. I think their running game is great. You know. I don't know if their pass rush is great. I don't know if their defense is really that great. I don't know if they can stop the run like that. But they might be able to if they put it all together, you know. So I'm going with what I what I know or what I can rely on more than a speculation. Yes, sir. So, so okay, cool, cool. 
So, how much sports betting you you uh, you've been you've been doing this year? Let me tell you, this is my favorite part of the segment, man. This or favorite part of your show. I, I, you can bring me on each week just for this part of the show if you'd like. I mean, your fans might even ask me back after these picks. <laughs> they're going to go take my fans because like, oh, Nick knows what he's talking about. Sports man, man, get him. They're going to just call Let's this go. They're going to call it Nick Picks. There you <laughs> go. Remember me? I just burned I like it. Hey. Nick Picks. I like Picks. that. I like that. <laughs> better give me a percentage. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you my two. So I picked two, and I told you to pick two, yeah. and we can go from there. I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna tell you my two because I think they go against the grain. Okay. But I think it. So my first pick is I'm actually uh, picking Las Vegas. I'm picking the Raiders plus nine and a half against Buffalo. Why you like that pick? Um, I think they're division. Uh, they they're in the same division, so they play each other twice a year. So there's three teams that know Josh Allen the best, and they're in his division. And this is one of those teams. Um, those games, the scores the, always come back down. The, the the Raiders and the Bills are not in the same division. Excuse, those, me, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, all right. Sorry, I was a. Uh, I had a little uh, tweak there. So, I don't think that the Raiders – no, the Raiders are good where you need them to be good. It's just they got they have holes. Those holes, um, I don't know if Buffalo wants to exploit those holes. Like, if Buffalo's going to run the ball a lot, sure, I could see that happening. Um, I don't think Buffalo wants to run the ball – all that much, and that would be where you beat them. But as a pass rush and corners and stuff like that, the Raiders actually have a pretty good defense there. They have a good wide receiver core. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo looked very good last week, and Josh Jacobs won top five running backs in the NFL. I'm, I don't see where Buffalo is 10 points better than agree. I, I don't know if I would take that pick, but I like it. I agree with your statement. That was very politically correct. <laughs> I try to be sometimes, man. Yeah, I don't know if I would take that, but <laughs> I see where you went with that. Um, and by um my next pick, and this one is a little bit more. I got to see it, but this is what I meant when I was thinking division. That's why I ran with that so long. I'm picking the the Rams at home plus eight against the 49ers. Divisional game. Divisional game. That's what I was thinking about. I don't know why I said that. But, um, yeah, divisional game, they're harder. They know how to play each other. They see each other all the time. I'm not Once, once again, I'm not seeing around a 10 or more than a touchdown win. I do think the Raiders – I keep saying the wrong thing. The Rams are better than we think they are. They're just not that – still not that good. And playing a team that they know how to play, I expect them to. Do you think the Rams have enough enough weapons? I don't think they're going to win. I'm saying they're they going to win by like seven, a touchdown or less. Yeah. They're going to lose by a touchdown or less. I understand what you're saying, but they, they're going to have to score some touchdowns because their defense isn't strong enough for the Rams. Yeah, so for any other – like outside of the division, I agree. But those points – listen, the 49ers are going to play the Cardinals – 
and I'm telling you, one of those games is going to be like a touchdown or less. And both of them are going to be like 13 points spreads. Because look at the Cardinals. It just happens when you're in your division. division. You should know better than anybody. Oh, I do. I do. I'm, I used I'm to be testing. They were and y'all, y'all would win four games, and one of I'm those just, four was the New England, the Super Bowl winning New England Patriots. I'm just I'm testing. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This is true. It was like the one win <laughs> that the Dolphins could get. Two wins all year. One of them Super Bowl winner, and I got to hear your mouth all year. <laughs> because <of> it. <laughs> hey, you gotta celebrate something back then, you know. But now you got a lot more to celebrate. So, talk to yeah. me about your uh, spread picks. Okay, I got spread picks and survivor picks for you because I I I enjoy dipping into the world of survivor pools. So, uh, my first pick I got is the Seahawks plus five and a half. Um, I just think they're a better team than what they showed last week. I know you you got these Lions, but I think the Seahawks bounce back and keep it close. I told you we would revisit this game. I do think the Lions win, but I think it's 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 close. I think it's a, a three-point game. I think that spread's a little too high. So I'm taking the Seahawks plus five and a half. My okay. next pick is the Jets, nine and a half. And, and the one thing I can okay, agree I with, agree with you on this. And I thought about that. I this, agree. This, go ahead. This go ahead. is I'm, this I'm, is I'm the this, this yes. Week. This is my lock of the week. Not Jets nine and a half. For one, you're looking at that nine and a half spread. It's the NFL. Teams are close. For two, the Jets are going to keep the ball out of Wilson's hands. They're going to put it into the hands of Dalvin Cook. They're going to put it into the hands of Brees Hall. They're going to run the ball. They're going to keep. They're going to keep the Cowboys off the field. When the Cowboys do get on the field, we're looking at Dak Prescott against this Jets defense. I think the Jets, Jets defense is good enough to keep this within nine and a half. That's my prediction. That's my lock of the week. I'm going to even, I'm a even one up there. So you got to remember last year, the Jets were one game outside of making the playoffs last year. They, they were right there. So you're talking about a, a fringe playoff roster with additions that a defense is better. Now their defense is better. You know, the weapons are no longer rookies. You know, this is a better roster that Zach Wilson was the quarterback for, and they were one game out of the playoffs last year. I definitely feel as though people look at this game and say, oh, there's no blown out for there. Rodgers is there. And I'm like, yes. I thought about No, I really thought about that, too. Yeah. I think the, Cow- the Cowboys win this game, but not by nine and a half points. And again, I they're keeping the ball out of Wilson's hands. They're going to run the ball, probably get stuff. But I, 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 again, I believe the Jets keep this close and and they and they uh, keep it within nine and a half. I agree. I agree. All right, we'll take that bet. Put your put your house on. Can I give you my two survivor picks. Good. All right. Here, here, number one is the Giants. Hammer the Arizona Cardinals. Whenever you're playing the Arizona Cardinals and you're not within division, as we just spoke about, take that team. If you, especially if you have a buyback, most most survivor pools have a buyback to make the pocket a little bit more richer before like week six, weeks eight, weeks eight, six through eight. Um, take the Giants. My other pick would be the Cowboys if you're looking for a more safer play. 
guess you just one up in our betting our, our betting game. I love betting, baby. You won it. No, I, I I think those are good picks. I do. I do actually. So we got a couple minutes here. So actually, you sound surprised. Yeah, because I know you. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, no, no homer picks when it comes to gambling. It's all about money, my uh, friend. So, 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 would you um, bet that uh, two attack of is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL? I would. You bet. So you bet your house on that. Well, what's the odds? It's all about the odds, my friend. It doesn't matter the odds. It's not what happened. It's I'll not put true. money on it. I'll put money on it. It's a good right. future bet. Maybe we can make a side bet, me and you. But I we'll just, have to we'll I have just, to come listen, up with some metrics. Listen, I just want you to admit that he has the best opportunity to be accurate out of all of the rest of those quarterbacks, based off of what the other quarterbacks don't have. I don't know. Uh, I, there's too much talent in the NFL. I mean, you could say the same thing about Burrow. He's got too much talent around him. He could be the most accurate quarterback. He has the offensive line, but he has the offensive line. That offensive line gelled at the end of last year. He's also got a better running game. He's also got a better running game. Joe Mixon is 10 times better than the Dolphins' running game. So Joe Mixon? Five times better than the Dolphins. Isn't that good, man? Come on. You you know Joe Mixon isn't that good. Like He's better than Raheem Mostert. He'll get less. Raheem, all right. Mozart will get paid less. So for me, if I was building a team, I would rather the running back that I'm going to pay less than the one that's going to demand more money. So for a Super Bowl winner, Mozart probably is a better bet. That's why we pay Jonathan Taylor now. Yeah, but what if Joe Mixon has a better offensive line, as you say? Does that make him a better running back? He doesn't have a better offensive line. I know, but if he did, would he be – if he was on the Dolphins right now, would he be a better running back than Raheem Mostert? I don't think his – I don't think his output would be crazy better than most guys. Fair enough. I Like – what, he might have 20 more yards rushing? I mean, but, like, I really don't know. I'm being serious. I really don't think that his his output would be crazy, you know? Okay. We can revisit it. Like I said, let's just bring up some metrics. We'll figure this out. Side bet. I want you to know. Put I have far too much respect for you. Put a 50 on it. It didn't allow you to just be this biased about your team. Listen, if there was one person that hated Tua getting drafted by the Dolphins, it was me. I thought he was a liability. I thought he was soft. I thought he didn't have the arm strength. But over the last couple of years. Listen, he got one more big hit, and that's it for him. So Let me tell you, the concussions, the hit. He got one um, more, and that's it for him. I mean, on the offseason, he went to um, judo classes, whatever it was, to learn how to fall. (laughs) The guy, the guy, 
But the guy's the competitor, it's, man. He's improving. If you kick first, then as you fall, you won't amazing. fall on your neck. That's <laughs> amazing. I mean, he, but he's improved each year. So I think he has improved he, every year. He has improved yes. every year. And I, the arm strength isn't always there. I mean, I get it. You know, catching up to Tyreek Hill, only Patrick Mahomes, maybe the strongest arm in the league with Josh Allen, could reach Tyreek Hill at all those times. But He's putting it on the money, man. Well, if y'all, so if you're right, if you're right about what you said, and y'all win the division, I think then the the fact is you don't have to go to Buffalo. I think all the rest of the stadiums, I don't think that that's going to be a big problem. I'm not worried about Buffalo. We you know, almost, I, no, 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 we I'm almost beat Buffalo with a third string quarterback. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the the climate. I'm talking Climb. about the temperature. Yeah. I'm talking about the wind. That's what I'm talking about. Well, hopefully Jonathan Taylor will be a Dolphin in a couple weeks. As long as you give us a first-round pick, you can have to give up a first-round pick. Give you Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, we need a pick. Matter of fact, y'all we'll have a late pick. So I think there was some I think there was some rumors about a second-round pick in Jeff Wilson Jr. Guy that might not play for you. That I think that sounds fair. No, actually, but you know who I did see? I first did round, a first round pick for a running back. I did see Jalen Waddle for uh for uh for uh out of your mind. for Jonathan Taylor. Out of your mind. Yo, you can have you can have out of your mind. I bet you, Jonathan. Why would you give up Jalen Waddle when Jonathan Taylor doesn't even want to be in it? Why not wait the rest of the year out? Because you need a Super Bowl now, and he's a guy you can give the ball. If you lose Jalen Waddle, you're losing a weapon. But you gain in a game nope. changer. You're losing a weapon, but you're gaining a game changer. Raheem Mostert can get it done in that situation. That's the second biased answer that you gave. He can't get it done. You know he can't get it done. That's why you with those with with Tyreek spread in the field, he can get it done for what they need for him to do. All right, we we can and the rookie running back they're promising. We we can do a spread bet right now. I'm going to say under three games this year where Raheem Mostert gets 20 carries in the game. Under. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. He ain't gonna get the opportunity. Then this is this is then it don't even make sense. I could I could also put a side back side bet in with you that Jonathan Taylor, you're not getting a first round pick. Unless it's maybe from Baltimore, because they seem sort of desperate right now. That's interesting. No, man, just give us Jalen Waddle. You can keep your first round, but just give us Jalen no Waddle. Not worth it. Rather wait, the, rather wait the year out and get him in free agency. Then we good money, you feel me? We'll pay that money. Right, you feel me, though? What? Give us Jalen Waddle. You can keep it. No way, dude. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. We're acting like we're the GMs here. But like, yo, so Nick, Nick, I'm glad you. uh, I'm glad you got to get on, man. This has been. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad we got to definitely have you back. And I meant what I said, man. When I when I came from Pleasantville, all the white teams were cheating. Like we always, we already knew the white teams were going to cheat. Then I met you, and I said. You know, the white team's going to cheat us, man. I, I, I can see this coming. <laughs> the white team's going to cheat us. Well, we've been family, man, ever since 12 years old. 
Always. Ever since, man. Ever since. So you FaceTime, I show up, man. I appreciate that. You did the first time after you thought I butt down. <laughs> oh, I butt down. Am I not you butt down? You pick up his phone. <laughs> and after I cursed you out of Atlantic City, right? Without knowing it was you. <laughs> no, come on the show right now. And I'm gonna show my mother that you say, Miss Pam, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. That's just how people drive their legs say sometimes. You, know, you gotta <laughs> let them know. <laughs> so uh guys, once again, please check us out. Check us out on on Spotify, on YouTube. It is on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We all over the place. So family, Nick, I'm telling you, man, it's good to have you on. But unfortunately, I got to do you like everybody else and tell you. Cause you don't know football. <laughs> Once again, bro, I want to thank you for being on, man. And please, we want to have you back soon. All right. Uh, next picks next week, man. I got you. <laughs> Once we go 2-0, they're going to want me back. They're going to want me back. When I said it, you had a little twinkle in your eye. Yeah, I said, oh, yeah, he liked that a lot. They not want to hear about two, but don't want to hear about them picks oh. that make them money. Oh, God. 